Hello, and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. Today's topic, eat to prevent, treat, and yeah, even reverse disease. When I look at the latest global health ranking for the United States, I can't help but ponder and just be a little embarrassed about our nation's ranking 37th in global health while spending more money per person than any other country. Just so you know, 37th is just above Slovenia and Cuba. Look at any different agencies. You know, this this one is according to the international insurance. And I personally think it's downright criminal, criminal. We've allowed this to happen. We continue to fall in health, vitality, and longevity. Just three years ago, pre-COVID, we were at 35th. Now we're 37. And our D-A-L-Y, our disability life years, that's also increasing. So we are getting sicker, increasing in disability, and our quality of life is plummeting. You know, we together can turn this around. Our government sure isn't doing anything, so it's up to us. We need to take personal responsibility. There's no drug, there's no pill that's going to do it for you. But what you can do is nothing but amazing. And the research? You know, if we just look at Western countries, the top performing countries overall, Norway, Netherlands, and Austria. United States ranks plum last, 11th among them. Yet, we spend far more of our domestic, our gross domestic product on healthcare. U.S. ranks last in access to healthcare. Can you see a doctor? Administrative efficiency, like paperwork galore, and equity, who can afford it and who can't. And healthcare outcomes, how healthy we get. Yes, the U.S. spends far more than anyone else. You know, other countries may spend five, maybe eight percent of their gross do- domestic product on healthcare, but the U.S. at least 17 percent, and we fall last. Poorest performance and most less likely to be affordable. Compared to residents of other countries, that they're less likely to, to report that their insurance was denied or that it paid less than expected. I know this This is something. I just filled my mother's prescription of Eliquis for COVID blood clots, and it ran $500 after insurance. Who can afford this ongoing? I mean, she'll be off of it in a couple months, but some people have to be on it and other expensive medications. Residents of other countries are also less likely to report difficulty in paying their medical bills. And this isn't just COVID either. This is ongoing and worsening. We ranked last in 2006, 7, 10, and 14, plum last. What's most troubling, I think, it's that, you know, we have worse outcomes. I I guess it wouldn't be so bad if we spent a lot more money and we were the healthiest, hardiest people on the planet, if we were like Spartans. But no, we're like the last. Average cost that we are spending per person is about $8,500, whereas other countries, 
I mean, less than half. So today's topic is kind of applies to this with absolutely fantastic research by Dr. William Lee, Harvard-trained physician. He has been published in over 100 different articles in the most prestigious journals, Science, New England Journal of Medicine, Lancet. He began in cancer research and understandably became disillusioned with treating disease and has gone on to prove commonalities in other diseases like diabetes and and blindness and heart disease and wound healing, about 70 other different disease conditions. He's also a trained internal medicine doc, his specialty, vascular medicine, specifically angiogenesis. Big 25-cent word that just means formation of new blood vessels. In a nutshell, in oncology, cancer study, a tumor remains small until it gets blood vessels of its own. Once it gets blood vessels, it can grow quickly because it gets nutrition. It gets everything that's going through the bloodstream. So that's new blood vessels is not what we want to know. So he took the knowledge of blood vessels and studied what happens in healthy situations and what happens in disease states and found powerful things happen on a microscopic level when we eat certain foods. Gotta love this guy. He created the the program Eat to Defeat Cancer, and you can look at it online, uh, www.eattodefeat.org. And it's just a good old-fashioned healthy eating campaign that's now spread to over 40 countries. So in all his past research on cancer, he specialized in immunotherapy kind of like some of the COVID researches on um, gene therapy, retraining the immune system to work better. And no surprise, he discovered that compounds in food help the body work better and smarter without side effects better than any drug can. In his recent book, he's got lots of charts. It's a great read. A lot of technical information, yeah, but you can still get a lot out of it. Eat to beat disease with food, focuses on what to add rather than what to eliminate it. And that's always so much better rather, rather than thinking what you can't eat. He focuses on what you can eat. And he works at creating health versus treating disease. You know, it takes a sledgehammer to treat disease. It's costly, it's effective, it has unpleasant side effects. But creating health, you know, with food, That's how humankind has done it forever. It's delicious, it's pleasant, it's creative, it's fun, it has great benefits. So another one, if you want to watch a great TED Talk Dr. Lee did, it's Can We Eat to Starve Cancer? You can watch it on YouTube. It's a great little 10, 15 minute. In this talk, he focuses on his favorite topic, cancer angiogenesis, where they build the blood vessels. You know, we have 60,000 miles of blood vessels in us, 19 billion capillaries, and that's where the magic happens. The body, in its wisdom, will inhibit or stimulate different pathways for balance and health. In disease, angiogenesis gets out of balance. So, you know, we all have microscopic cancer cells that our immune system is constantly targeting and destroyed. No big deal. Get rid of it. Doesn't belong. Get rid of it. Problem starts when they start getting blood vessels and gets nourishment. That's the angiogenesis. So what foods 
can we eat to balance this angiogenesis on a daily basis? Well, resveratrol-containing foods, they inhibit abnormal angiogenesis by 60%. You can get them in pistachios, grapes, red wine, blueberries, cranberries, not the sugar-coated cranberries. Make sure the sugar's not good. It, it's going it to impair your immune system. You've heard me say it a million times. And you can even have cocoa and dark chocolate. How delicious is all this? These plants make resveratrol to fight fungal infections in their environment, fights ultraviolet radiation, fights stress, fights injury. So when we eat them, we get this protection. You know, so Dr. Lee decided to look at all the major chronic diseases and see what they have in common. And as a vascular doc... You know, he's going to find blood vessels, angiogenesis, and how it goes awry. So there are a lot of things diseases have in common. And the big switch is he begins looking at pathways to target the healthy functioning of angiogenesis. And he found all these foods have the powerful actions. You know, it's like a huge paradigm shift from fighting or treating disease to preventing disease and creating health. You know, instead of trying to turn around a big ocean liner that's got all that momentum, I mean, it's good, you got to do it. But the shift to preventing and just getting it going in the right direction in the first place. So you're not chasing disease, you're building health so much better. And he builds every single point of building health on science. I mean, you look at anything. He's talking about the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cell. He's talking about the microbiome, all the healthy flora in you and on you that outnumbers your cells. Functional medicine, gut health. He proves it. He maps it out with the deep science on how foods reverse disease. His quote, the thing about science, you can't argue with it. And it is what it is, truth. And you just follow it wherever it goes. Not led by money, not by bias, by profit, by anything but truth. Food turns out to be our best medicine. What is old is all new all over again. So food truly is the strongest medicine or the slowest poison. And we've known that traditional medicines from all around the world, Asia, China, India, the rainforest, they all knew this. But, you know... Dr. Lee's pragmatic. He states that eating is a learned behavior, having knowledge, using it, and making it second nature, like learning other things, wearing a hat or putting on sunscreen so you don't get burned, avoiding a hot burner so you don't get injured. Good habits can be learned and should be, we should be teaching them and setting an example for the youngest. Humans have to be taught. Many animals have instincts, you know, but they're still taught by their parents. A few years ago, In our neighborhood, uh, we watched a doe raising triplets. All year, you could see her teaching them what's safe, what to eat, what to watch out for. You know, don't sleep here or you're going to get hit by a golf ball. Hang out here overnight because there's really good flowers to eat. Thank you very much. And new grass to eat. Oh, darn. Stuff that I just had planted. Or don't go there. They've got a mean dog. And when 
we look at how we're teaching our young this, these days, it's really off target. Instead of them teaching how to eat to stay well, we teach them that life is stressful, so go have a pizza. Stay home and eat the ice cream, the comfort food. And all this is feeding the bad bacteria that has really low nutritional value. This is all affecting our health on so many levels. And now we have like three generations that haven't eaten homegrown or cooked food, organic food or fresh food. We should be teaching this from the beginning. Oh, gosh. Now, top science is teaching us that the gut microbe can determine how well a person responds to even cancer therapy. The National Cancer Institute, along with National Genome Project, published an article together entitled, Gut Bacteria Influence Effectiveness of Immunotherapy. Three new studies published in the journal Science talking about the gut bacteria to shrink tumors. So run out and get a probiotic pill, right? Nah, you can't get this one in a pill. You have got to get it from eating the right foods. You know, according to MD Anderson Cancer Center, you've got to have the prebiotic and the probiotics. A prebiotic, those are the fibers you get from fruits and vegetables and bananas and asparagus and all that good stuff. It gets the soil in the gut so the good bacteria can thrive. And probiotic foods, you can get some of those in pills, but oh, to get them from kimchi and sauerkraut and kombucha, pickled stuff. Even red wine has a little probiotics. So another, another one, bifidobacteria. When you've got those microbes, you're going to have an increased response to cancer immunotherapy. A lot of his work, Dr. Lee's work, was done on cancer immunotherapy. And it showed that people that had taken antibiotics that kill off the good bacteria as well respond poorly to certain therapies. And eating all those good things develops this one strain Acromancia mucinophilia. I don't know who names these, but it is a powerful bacterium in the gut. Nothing but exciting. And you can't get in a pill. You got to feed it with pomegranates and cranberries and all sorts of good stuff. So it isn't necessarily just about taking drugs to kill the cancer, but it's all about helping our body discover and wipe out the bad cells. You know, Dr. Lee's own mother had metastatic cancer, and within 30 days, Using his diet therapy and immunotherapy, she was cancer-free. So our gut bacteria talks to our immune system. It can coach our immune system. But you can't just take those little guys. You've got to eat the foods, the pomegranates, the cranberries, drinking the green tea, the walnuts, the pecans, the almonds. They're going to change everything. You know, it's going to really encourage, you know, tomatoes, seafood, We've known it for a long, long time. You know, you even compare the microbiome of people we call super agers. You know, those people that have a great diet, you can compare them to young athletes and they have an identical microbiome. That's because of the nutrients in the plants that are really good for us that they're eating. So every person has to eat food to prevent, treat, or even reverse disease. You know, you've got kiwi, you know, there's just so many good things. And I love this. In Okinawa, they have a special way of eating. And they have this one concept called Hari Hachibu, which really, it's, it kind of goes back to Confucius, where he instructs you to not eat till you're full. You only eat till you're about 80% full. And that would not be American at all. You're supposed to feel full 
And on average, Americans take in over 3,000 calories. And in Okinawa, where they have the longest life expectancy, Hari Hachi Boo. And they have like 59% of vascular disease, malignancy, and heart disease compared to the rest of Japan. So it's a lot about how to eat. Uh, Dr. Lee, real food, simple. Ancient cultures knew what we're just learning. You need to eat real food to be healthy. And Michael Pollan, who is a food activist, I love what he says, so simple. Eat food, mostly plants, not too much. That's it. I would have to add, though, get in a variety and keep it colorful. As many vegetables as you can get in in a week's time, the more the better. So thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you have better health, vitality, and longevity. As always, replays are available on my website, debford.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Food can be your most powerful medicine or your slowest poison, so choose wisely. Have a great day and remember another ancient Chinese saying, churi yao, meaning eat your medicine.